Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hi, BFF. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have Kara Walker with us. She is a 20-something entrepreneur. She's a reformed overachiever. I love that. And she is going to talk to us today about how our teens can graduate debt-free, which she did herself. So she coaches teens. She's very enlightening on this subject. And Kara, what I really like about Kara is she uses the name Jesus, the words, the terms mental peace and money all in the same sentence. She's also going to tell us a little bit about how we can talk to our teens about money because, you know, money... It's a tricky thing sometimes. It's a subject that we don't always enjoy, but we need to get comfortable with it. And we are going to learn how to do that today with Kara. So let's go dive right into the conversation. Here we go. Hi, Kara. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a great time. And I cannot wait for you to share with all of us your debt-free college experience. And Kara, I want to know how your faith played a role in this as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, So the start of all of this was when I was in high school, I did uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University for one of, it was actually one of my math credits. It was like personal finance focus, right? And um, how faith played a role in this is well for one thing uh i was actually homeschooled part of my life and so we met at a church to do this so i guess that tells you something but also um dave talks about god's and grandma's way of handling money and <clears throat> this just i mean we can go more in depth depending on what you want but just the fact of handling money well and how much like peace it brings and even being excited about this as a teenager I think it was like 15 or 16 when I got into this um really kind of inspired me to see a countercultural way of doing stuff and it both bringing such like financial peace and also stability and also more income and, and just handling money that that blessed me but also that it was stewarding God's kingdom so it was just a cool like I, I didn't know all this before like and I really right. like knowledge and information so it was fascinating to me 
Well, I am a huge Dave Ramsey fan. I mean, nice. huge. I, I'm crazy about all of his teachings and they work. They work. So, okay. Well, tell me about your, you went to college debt free, which a lot of my listeners ears are going to pop up when they hear this because some of us have already been down the college. We've had the college experience with our children and our second daughter will graduate in May, which we are thrilled <laughs> to say the least. So I right. want to hear all about this concept, which it's not just, a, I mean, this is something that you've made come to fruition. How did you do this, Kara? Sure. That's a, okay. Let's see how I should angle this. Cause that's, <laughs> there's a lot to that. Okay. Um, well, I'll say there are a lot of, I'll just do the overall. <laughs> okay. You can tell me your thoughts. Um, but with connected with when I did Dave Ramsey. Um, so, you know, money is not everything, but also to be remembering that it's not death and evil. You know, people get mixed up. They think money is the root of all evil. No, think of the words. The Bible says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, which I totally agree with. And it talks about, you know, just like the deceit of wealth and being careful of it being an idol and, you know, not serving two masters. Like I totally acknowledge all that, but we forget that it's saying loving money. And that's like the idol of money more than God and whatnot. So I don't know about you, but I'd rather have the um, good, like wise money handlers of the world. And if we have got, you know, if we have the Holy spirit guiding us in that, hopefully the godly Christians of the world to be the ones who have the money to handle it well. And, help the poor and whatever else. I guess what I'm saying is it just gave me that good perspective of money. And so that made me excited to be like, okay, there's, there are legitimate ways that you can build wealth. And it's not just like a get rich scheme or yes. have crazy inheritance, you know, which if that works for someone, <laughs> okay. You know, but like, it wasn't like that had to be the only thing. And right, it just got me excited. And so, but I was like, if I'm going to do this, I and I want to go to college, I need to figure out to graduate debt-free. So <clears throat> my parents were super helpful in that I was able to commute um, and, and live at home. And there was like some emotional support. And occasionally they could help me with like buying books sometimes. But I mean, just for anyone listening to know it's possible, this is me paying for college. So and not only that, it's paying for like car insurance and gas and, you know, whatnot. And and they did bless me with like paying for food as I lived at home. So like there's certain instances, you know, that I guess anyone listening, like for one thing, you don't have to feel bad if you can't pay for your kid's college. And I don't think loans then are the answer either. And if you can pay, that's fantastic. It's not like one's great or better than the other. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, but so that led me to almost just this commitment of I am not getting loans. And so it it was almost like you just kind of had to figure it out, you know, which now I've learned a lot more. So y'all don't have to figure it out on your own. But the idea is that even to the point of if I didn't have money a certain semester, oh, I guess I wasn't going to college that semester. You're saving up for the future. The cool thing is, and God's guidance and help, like I kind of leapfrogged from each lily pad, figuring it out. I was always able to either be full-time or part-time, even though I did take some like summers off, you know, and stuff. And so that happened through a series of grants, scholarships, um, internships, <clears throat> some just paying cash, 
And then that's, so that's money. But then on the other end, lowering expenses, a lot of people don't know about testing out of classes. There are ways if you already know the content or study the content on your own or kids learn it in high school, like they could just go take what's called a CLEP test, right. a college level examination program. Yep. And learning to just test out of something they already learned. And for me, when I did it, it was like a hundred bucks to take the test. You get three to six college credits. I couldn't even get some textbooks for a hundred dollars. Like that was insane. But even since yeah. then, I've learned of different options in a company that like reimburses you if you use their study guides. So some students can get free credits from that, as well as ways I learned to rent textbooks or find really cheap textbooks. Other ways that I got jobs at the college that were student positions. So they weren't super difficult, or I was maybe answering phone calls or transferring calls, like that sort of thing. And so while it wasn't busy, I would sit there and do my homework. Like they want you to do that. They want the school to be the priority. So I got to like get paid to do homework. In, in oh, essence. wow. You know, <laughs> like get jobs that were, weren't super busy. And I would sit there to do homework. So like what I'm trying to say is there's two angles to this. There's getting more money and saving for it and scholarships and grant and whatever. And then there's also this component of crazy lowering prices that so many don't people people don't know about. Like I even got paid to sit in class. And to clarify, <laughs> that is because I was a note taker. I was already going to be taking oh, notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was already going to be taking notes, right? And so I went and checked with like disability services if anyone needed a note taker. And sometimes just people need assistance just you know, they don't catch everything. So what you do is I would write notes um, and then it would have a tear off sheet on the back. Um, and I was already writing notes and I was already going to class. So like, I might as well get paid minimum wage to sit in class or get paid minimum wage to sit and answer phones and do my homework. Or I even mm-hmm. got paid and again, minimum wage, but like, still I got paid to work out. I tell people, cause I worked at the gym and it wasn't super busy. So I would do homework and work out. Like I'm just indicating it was not just like I hit the jackpot on scholarships. It was a conglomerate of things altogether. Like right. if, if you've named it, I've either gotten it or tried <clears throat> it, you know? And so just indicating to people that it is possible for those who aren't, you know, just like independently wealthy or, or students who aren't super high academically, a load of the stuff I did had nothing to do with my GPA even though that can help, that can help. Yeah. Cause you always, you have that in your mind that, you know, you, you're, you need to have a four point or your student does at least to get a full run or what you've, I mean, you got a full run. That's what you, you got. I guess you had to work for it too though. You did work. (laughs) Well, I I got a full, I I didn't get a full ride all of college. Uh Um, I actually did get a full ride at my community college which is kind of crazy because we have an amazing community college that has such opportunities and not everyone does, but there's a little plug for your local community college. I actually got a full ride choir scholarship. They have fine arts scholarships. Um, And for some reason, our little rinky dink town, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's a nice town, but has a lot of fine arts scholarship stuff. And so that had nothing to do with my GPA. I just had to go audition. They also had band scholarships. There were scholarships if your parents, you know, were police officers or firefighters. Like I had nothing to oh, do with wow. GPA. Wow. Like, there's okay. so Kara, many. Where do you live? What state do you live in? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
Let me ask you this. I'm backtracking a little bit, but at what age did you become aware that you were going to be responsible for paying for your college? Sure. So I remember as a kid, even the concept of college and like parents saving for it or not saving for it. And I don't know where that came from, but I mean, it's just the maybe culture. Like, I mean, where did we learn that I'm no, 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 I'm going to make something up. <laughs> when did you learn that you, we drove on the right side of the street in a, in the U.S.? You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, it was just around you, you know, just the concept of someone. I think I probably had heard of someone paying for college or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, um, you know, my parents, you know, should you guys be like saving change in a jar for my college? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It must have been from a show. It must have been from something. So we would save some change. <laughs> it's so funny but I don't I don't know and then (laughs) I don't that's my first memory of it and I was probably like eight I don't know and then as it proceeded to high school um I probably just forgot about it and then all this stuff with Dave Ramsey happened um and I was really fascinated by it and my parents were like that's great you know that you don't want to do loans and whatnot but it was like you know they would like to assist but they weren't necessarily able to pay it all um and I don't really remember if there was an exact conversation to be very honest with you but I also don't remember being like discouraged on it or mad well maybe maybe there was some of like um well did you guys save anything or something but and to clarify my parents are quite good with their money it's just Mm -hmm. they have more like calling jobs that um doesn't make exuberant amount you know what I'm saying yes and so just the fact that you know they're they're stable and right you know, got to live at home and as I started going to college and hearing about students you know just how much they had going on and and rent and all the things I remember thinking like my parents are doing me a service of like they are literally supporting me, you know and and that is like the hugest blessing of all of that so I don't Sorry, I don't remember your original question, but I think it was like probably just me being inspired to do this and kind of an ongoing conversation with my parents through high school of like, I want to be debt free and do this thing. And they were like, okay, well, if you're in school, we'll just let you live here. You know, we'll help you be aware of scholarships. I think my mom was open to helping look for scholarships and they really talked through college decisions with me. But I think the fact that I got so fanatical of it myself, like they could kind of leave me alone and I'd figure it out. And I know not every student is like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why (laughs) it came to me like this. I mean, you know, but, um, I don't know. I got kind of crazy. Like I was in college and I was like, I want to save for retirement. You know, it's like, I'm such a nerd. Um, Let me clarify. I waited till after college to save for retirement in case I needed to use that cash, but. Okay. Well, Kara, I'm just so impressed with your spirit of gratitude. And you've mentioned twice how thankful you are for your parents to let you live at home and for them to continue to feed you through college. You know, you don't hear that a lot from students. And I mean, you're not a student anymore, but you just don't hear that a lot. I mean, I think that that that's expected by a lot of young adults, teens and young adults. I don't know. I just, I love your spirit of gratitude. Oh, I thank do. You. That will always I think, take you far. 
I think my mom almost might have had a harder time than me in some of the instances because I remember some other families that like for one family in particular had moved and then being a pastor family they had got some good scholarships at a christian school and just different things and it was almost like um not like an entitlement like my child should have this that the other thing but it was almost like a there i think there was a little grief on that they couldn't just pay for it all you know that that sort of thing which i think parents feel or or think of sometimes but i didn't put it on them. And then as I developed stuff in college, I started writing down how I was doing it because I was like, I want to write a book or I want to do something. And so literally when stuff would come up um, and it would be like uh, an obstacle roadblock or something new to figure out, um, that is one thing that when you just brought that up on gratitude, I don't think I was concerned about it. I think my mom, when something would come up, she'd be like, I wish I could just write you a check for it. Oh, I love that. That's you know? so sweet. Yes. And then and I would be like, no, parent. this is, I was like, no, this is another chapter of my book. Let it work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, if something came up, it was like, well, it turns out it turned into a podcast, but sorry, I interrupted you. What'd you say? No, I just, I mean, I think that's what every parent would like to do, but I love hearing how much you gained from and learned from doing this yourself. You figured it out, Kara. (laughs) Thank you. I, it did feel like that accomplishment, like a thousand piece puzzle that actually went together. Cause I do remember some insomnia and worrying and, and just all the things. And that's one reason my podcast is included that money piece aspect mental peace it's called money mental peace because of just I remember dealing with a lot of anxiety in this over college and again not like an anger at my parents but just like a I'm taking longer you know what was me or like how am I going to fit this puzzle piece into this puzzle piece and then you look back and see how God laid it out right know? right now okay junior college the community college were you a singer before you joined the choir were you always involved in singing or is this something that where you saw an opportunity and you took it so I have sang in church mm-hmm. but um like we had a good choir and we had a good uh professor but it was also a community choir And so it was like students and community. So anyone could join. And then also if you had to get, if you wanted to get on scholarship, you had to audition. Um, Let me clarify. There were some people in there who couldn't really sing. Like there was like, there have been scholarships at our community college that is like, they just didn't go. They just weren't given because nobody applied for them. Like for me, actually, I got the choir scholarship after the deadline, because I found out about it later, I contacted them. So that's another thing. Still initiate, still ask questions, still whatever, past deadlines even, because turns out someone had gone to another school and given the scholarship back. So they just had this scholarship they had to give to someone. Now, thankfully, she told me that I had passed the audition pretty well, but it was at the point where it was getting close to school starting. And I think if anyone would have just gone and auditioned, they would have let them in. So what I'm trying to indicate is you don't have to be the expert in, in what you're applying for or your students applying for. I'll be honest. I sat by uh, several sopranos who were pretty terrible and I'm kind of not sure how they got the scholarship, (laughs) but I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, And, and it just, what I'm trying to indicate is in the world of scholarships, you're not going to get all of them that you apply for, but 
people often get some that, that surprise them. I have a, a guy friend who got a women's scholarship because nobody applied for it. You know, it just depends on the situation. Right. And there's so much more out there just from this conversation alone that, that we even know about, Kara. So, okay, tell me how you help students. What do you do? Yeah, thank you. So as I was getting towards graduating college, I was like, I just don't want to work for anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's fine and it's good. And and I, but in college I had had multiple part-time jobs and actually a couple of times I had had full-time because like internship and whatever else. But, um, so I was praying about it and I was like, people talk about what you're an ex or what you've done 10,000 hours of you're an expert in. Well, I don't know if I did 10,000 hours of this, but I was like, I know how to find scholarships and do this, that, and the other. So because I could graduate debt-free, um, I started a business right after college. And actually, I want to clarify, through all of this, um, I was saving money and some cash so that like, if I didn't have a scholarship, I'd pay for it. So there would be sometimes I'd have to, you know, use my own money and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't just graduate debt free, like I graduated with money in the bank. And that that feels so awkward to me to say because it's like tooting your own horn. But I just want to clarify this is how I could do this. So not just oh, like... I think you should toot toot, Kara. Okay, toot, <laughs> okay, toot, then you toot, want me to toot? Yes. I okay, think, so I, mean, I think it's amazing. And well, I saw somewhere was it the total thirteen thousand? Is that no? Correct? I had about ten thousand. Ten thousand. Graduated. Okay. Well, with... yeah, that that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So that was in my bank account when I graduated, and I was like. I don't, I'm scared to spend it. Cause like what's happening in life. But what I did was I immediately started investing for retirement the month after I graduated college and then started business. Good um, for you. And that, that was literally like a $50, like LLC application. So it wasn't a huge investment thing. I literally, it was me and my laptop and Wi-Fi. which if the home Wi-Fi didn't work, I went to the library. So it was like no investment, right? I already had a laptop and I just, mm-hmm put it out on Facebook and Instagram. And now I'm like leaning away from doing, you know, social business, but I, I just put it out there and was like, I can find scholarships for people. And I started getting clients. And so what I started with was finding student scholarships for college. And so I can't apply for them for them and like in their name, cause I can't legally take on their name. Right. Like I can ask them information. I'd do like discovery calls and then I would go find scholarships pertaining to their situation. And it could okay. be, and well, you don't need to know all the details, but it, it, it could be like, I might Kara. I have one in okay. the seventh grade, so I may need to know all the details. Okay. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is if some people knew hundred percent where they were going, what they were studying, all the things, but I could also find scholarships for students who weren't hundred percent sure. And so there are scholarships out there that can go to like any school or okay. most any accredited school. So it's mm-hmm. a variety, but as that trans, like as it developed, I liked having that freedom but it didn't feel as much of a passion thing. And also I wanted to help other people and I didn't enjoy it as much. Like it gave me some freedom. Like I went and traveled and visited my aunt and uncle for three weeks and sat and worked on my laptop by their pool. Like I did some things, but like, I don't know, there just was another level until I found um, Steph's podcast, which you know about, and um, just inspired me I'm gonna start a podcast like just these things that kind of fell in my lap to like pursue and so from that I could do uh, coaching 
to like walk people through finding scholarships themselves or um, helping them lay out. A, like I coached one girl and she just needed help with her college budget to lay out. And she was like, now I feel like I know where all my money is and I can get a cat. Like That's what she wanted. <laughs> she wanted to know it was all set, you know, and, and through that, um, I, I started, I, I created an online course also after P2P. Um, so what I do is in my podcast, all free content there, I help students find God's path for college and graduate loan and debt free. And so that's my that's my purpose focus because and it's so needed Kara it is so needed thank you that's so nice of you to tell me to toot about it that <laughs> sounds weird you, you do you need to toot toot all the time because it's it's so needed you're providing a great service Kara you are so much you are well, how can we get in touch with you? What What is the best way for us to follow you, get in touch with you, find your course, your podcast, tell us everything, and I will also put it in show notes. Um, the everything is just usually the podcast I refer people to. It's called Money and Mental Peace. It currently has a pinkish background. So if you see that one, I don't know if I'll change it in the future. And um, I have all the details on there. So there are other ways, like I'm on Instagram, money and mental peace, moneyandmentalpeace.com. You know, I have my email there, all the things. Um, but I just want to reiterate how much, like anyone listening, you don't have to feel bad if you can't like fund and funnel your child's full education and to the fact that how much life growth and experience can come from their like responsibility of it and if you can that's great you know what I mean like right like, other ways of like growing a contributing adult to society but what I'm just trying to indicate is encourage anyone listening both that it's not all on you and then also how much God fit the pieces together for me and also to know that it can be done debt-free and also not take as long as it took me because I can already tell you how to do it. You know what I mean? Like I had to figure it out as I went. Um, so yeah. And then also keep listening to Heather's podcast because like who, like, I remember being a teenager. I don't even have kids now. And like, I have these podcasts listed. I have, I have all these parenting podcasts that I'm like going to listen to when that happens. And I'm not even there yet. <laughs> You'll be prepared, Kara. I will be, be more so prepared, prepared for like any any issue that comes up I have a Steph podcast to like find about it so yes, that's great fun. thank you so much for coming on Kara this has been a joy and a pleasure and I know that there are going to be so many moms so real quick if you'll just give us your email because I promise there are going to be moms who are, will be looking for you what's your email okay yeah so that is info at moneyandmentalpeace.com perfect so just asking for info. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Kara. You're welcome. It was so fun to come on. Thanks for having me. And so to see you again. <laughs> oh, so fun. I loved it. We'll do it again. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF, Facebook at LifeCoachBFF, and also we have started a small private group 
full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.